0: Welcome to Decide to Transform and this very special co-hosted edition of the show. Joining me, as she often does, is my co-host and very good friend, business partner, Lisa Berry. Lisa and I are excited for this show because joining us from Hamilton, Ontario today is Jessica Compton. Uh, We're excited about this show. Jessica is an experienced child and youth worker and is currently an elementary school educational assistant. Now, Jessica is also the founder and director of Tree of Stars, promoting mental health awareness and addiction recovery by telling our stories through music, art, and resources since 2017. Jessica is out to share a message of hope and is on a podcast tour herself, so we're delighted that Jessica has joined us here today. Jessica, welcome to Decide to Transform.
1: Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be here. And uh, yeah, just um, just here keeping it real. So thank you so much again for having me.
0: It's my pleasure. And uh, the listeners, uh, before we launch in with some of the questions here, I had the pleasure of being on Jessica's IG live on Instagram, Tree of Stars on tour. And that was just a couple of days ago and really, really a wonderful experience. So we're happy to have you here and, and go into some depth because you've got a lot to share. So we're excited.
1: Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot. Try to narrow it down as possible and not take up too much of your time, but. <laughs>
0: Oh, we've, we've got time. That's all we've got. We've got lots of time. So take your time. Yeah.
1: And Jessica,
2: what I absolutely loved when we first um, were introduced and I was like reading about you and I, I was just, there was so much artistic around like the arts and the music. And I thought, wow, she's using that to give the message of hope to, you know, and I immediately was like, well, okay. Did you try to give this message of hope before in a different way, a different um, you know, venue to act, like have people access it or be inspired? Or was it right away you went, this is it. We need art and music to help get this message of hope out there.
1: Um so I I've spent like years of uh of therapy but uh art therapy definitely uh was something that I I think I kind of struggled with because of the rules around it um but when I dipped into photography uh was in high school and then more embraced it uh in the last 4 years just wanting to believe in myself and go further with it um and then with the music my dad was a DJ so I was always surrounded by music and uh when I moved to Hamilton from North Bay um I was always you know reaching out to different musicians uh, to go support their gigs and then I eventually found myself selling their merch and helping them run their uh, photo or their um, their albums and then yeah I I created a couple albums myself so it just kind of organically is is there and when you feel it and you want it and just start creating and and share that. So I love that because you were able to see firsthand.
2: Yeah, you were right in there. Like saying, Oh, wow, when people really like this, or they like this t shirt, and it is a message, even if you think about what all of us chose to wear today, for a comfort reason, or our, our eyes are drawn to a certain color, or, you know, all those things. And so it, it is a message that we're putting out there, but we're also helping others to hear that message as well. It's powerful.
1: Yeah. And I think like, even with the creative side, I took my, one of my photos and I made it my organization logo. So um, yeah. And it's all over the, on the, on our merchandise, but yeah, when you take a photo to a logo, that's uh, it's, it carries with you. It's like right beside me all the time.
2: Hmm, creative art expression. And you said art therapy. So um, when you, cause now, yeah, i got art, art therapy expression. What was it in your life that you needed that you felt like I need to have therapy. I need change. I need help. I need, what was it that was so deep for you?
1: I think like when I was younger going through, uh, there was, there was a stage for two years where I I was mute. Uh, I wasn't talking to anybody because of the abuse I went through, but, um, uh, so the expression of drawing pictures of how I felt when I was younger and then just as I got, uh, you know, older there, uh, the art was still there, but not as much. I think I was more tapped into music and even just, uh, you know, four years ago when I quit smoking, I was like, I'm going to take my smoking money and pick up a guitar. And uh, so I've been playing self-taught guitar for the last four years um, in exchange that I won't smoke.
0: <laughs> All right, I, I love that. All right. <laughs> and how's the self-taught guitar progressing?
1: It's good. It's good. I know good. 12 notes. Um, I mean, I'm nothing like Justin Bieber or Ed Sheeran, but shout out to them that they're, uh, there's no mistake to music. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. There's not. Yes. Uh, well, and, and Jessica, you uh, have mentioned before that art and, and the creative arts and photography, uh, not only w- was therapeutic for you, but also almost kind of life saving. Yeah. W- would you say some more about that if you don't mind?
1: Yeah. So about four years ago, uh, I was experiencing some, uh, uh, suicide ideation and I was on the uh, Hamilton mountain brow and, uh, just going through a really rough period and, um, you know, life is a Ferris wheel. So it's, uh, again, you know, going through those ups and downs and while I was going through the downs, you know, I was, uh, I was just taking a walk and, you know, um, I took a picture of this tree and I didn't even realize it, that there was a star inside this tree. And, um, you know, for some odd reason, it kind of went through my body as, a, as an awakening. Um, and I wanted to share my story with other people as a message of hope, you know, I could have made that decision, you know, to either, you know, die by suicide or um, be a survivor. And so here I am today. Uh, and again, that, the, the photo that I took of the tree and the star, uh, maybe it was a life saving, but um, I want to share that with other people and just uh, build those resources through that photo.
0: Okay. Yeah. And that's a, it's a compelling photo and uh, listeners, it's a compelling image that you'll want to check out when we, um, when we talk about how you can reach Jessica and find out more about Tree of Stars. It's a very compelling image. And uh, the, so the, you were looking through a tree then, and there was a star in the sky in the middle of the tree. Is that right?
1: um so there was this like blue sky and it was legit like blue and uh this tree that I was standing in front of and I kind of just took the picture and I was like wow this the sky is like so beautiful tonight and I just kind of sat there reminiscing and then when I went home and I looked at the photo the star was actually in the tree so it was like this metal Hmm. metal tree and the way I mean if anybody gets a chance to visit um there's I, I don't even know who put the star up there but uh it, it was almost like impossible for me to even like think. How did that star get up there? Okay. So, um,
2: I I think it's so amazing that um, you're in such a state like, to, to find yourself in a state of considering contemplating suicide of leaving this, ending it all um, but yet still, admiring the tree enough to take a picture of it. That's it. So that was there still. Do you believe that even though. When somebody is so low and they think, oh gosh, I just want to leave, do you you help them to hang on to whatever they can find, whether it's admiring a blue sky or a tree, just start there?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's got to be one thing in everybody's life that they they've got to hold on to, and I'm not talking about materialistic things. I'm, you know, even if it's somebody not having a roof over their head or not knowing where their next meal's coming from. I think you know, as Louise Hayes, one of her books, you know, or or Jay Shetty just talking about digging deep inside you and uh, taking that time for yourself to dig deep inside and and awake yourself in some way, and and not saying that everybody has to do that, but uh, maybe there's moments of like hitting rock bottom but uh you know for me I think that it was it was that constant hitting rock bottom and then that constant you know thought but uh again that's where the the carrying around my camera um you know or even just sitting on my guitar and, and playing for I I some most of the time I think I'm going to play for 15 minutes and it ends up being four hours so um just digging deep inside you what do you what do you what are you blessed with if it's you know um you know, we see people without arms and legs and they're still swimming. So, um, you know, just digging inside us what, what we really believe in, what we want in life and, uh, you know, struggle together.
0: Yeah, and this is a, this, it's an integral part of your message. Um, you're here to deliver a message of hope. Now with Tree of Stars, when you took the photo of the star in the tree, how did, uh, how did things progress from there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was, uh, you know, I have I have these journals and I write down different ideas and I, I journal and uh, I also write some poetry, songwriting and I think there was just this point where I kept writing about all this pain and um, hurt and I just I wanted to reach out to artistic uh, creatives, um, you know, in many different ways to to send a message that we can, you know, um, save ourselves together. So I created kind of like a, a journal music workshop where people could visit me in cafes and you know, I sat there for a month by myself. And then, uh, you know, four years later, now there's like 50 people sitting in the cafe cafe with me. So um, and these are people that are willing to, you know, sit and listen. But there's also moments where it's like, you know, you see the same person for six months, and then they finally raise their hand and say, I want to share. And then when they start sharing, they just start believing and that that just creates community right there.
0: Yeah, that that's very powerful. That's a powerful image. And on Instagram, you're a tree of stars on tour. So tell us a little bit about this, this tour, there's a, a touring component that I think we're both really interested in here. <laughs>
1: So I think I define the way the word tour uh, kind of blends in with my ADHD and uh, just always wanting to be all over the place and move around and, and share and connect. So um, I utilize different platforms to do different things. So the on tour is, yes, being on different podcasts and different people being on, um, you know, my Instagram lives and uh, just just being all over the place. And I really am all over the place. So uh, I've got uh, in my vehicle, you know, I got my hashtag on the back of my Jeep so people can literally follow me. You know, while I'm picking up groceries for other people in the community, anything that I'm doing volunteers. So I'm always on tour. <laughs> I love
2: that. Um, you know, it's interesting when you mentioned the connection there about, um, you know, ADHD or ADD. Um, and I recently learned this. Now it could be, you know, I just, I've heard it. So I've learned it, but it may work, resonate with others. But sometimes we think that it's our minds that are all over the place. But yet, if we look at it a little differently, to say that our minds are actually so on. Call for attention. Your attention's being called everywhere. It's not that you have lack of attention, it's that you have too much, like so much attention. And my question around that, if that was to be true and you felt that resonant to that, um, do you think that when one goes through abuse, or addiction, and we'll mention all the other A letters that you go through, your A blog, um, that You're on call for protection or on call to help somebody or on call for safety. Do you think that that where does that stem from anything for you. Um,
1: So yeah, when I was back in grade two, they, they, uh, you know, the system and I talk about the system as CAS. psychiatrists and um you know going through the different layers of trauma um I was diagnosed when I was in grade two uh, with ADHD and you know being in a classroom even in grade six or seven even if you were the person sitting beside me you know making noise with your pencil I just looked at you and I would say like you are so annoying but it wasn't even that I had like ear sensitivity so um you know, when they realized they started putting me in a room by myself to do my tests, I was, I was acing it and I was doing a lot better. So, uh, you know, even in college when I had someone scribe for me or, you know, or if I'm sending something, my mind's going way faster than, um, so even as I'm speaking to you, I'm thinking about 20 other thoughts. So it is, it is practice to, to, to compress, but it's also, there's, there's remedies that I have that I have to practice where if I get up in the morning, I don't turn my phone on right away. Mm-hmm. I make sure I journal first, get, get my thoughts. I actually carry around like a notebook that uh, I, I just put down different ideas. So it kind of, you know, helps me. I have those, uh, you know, those toolkits um, to just help me in moments of that, where I feel like, Oh my gosh, I have 30 different thoughts going on. Then I, I definitely need to get that, that notebook out. And not every idea is a good one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
2: but, and just to, to elaborate on the grade two thing. So when you were tested in grade two for that, what were you going through some of the harder times that had your, has your challenges of, of whichever one you can share with us, which ones have already begun when you were in grade two?
1: Absolutely. So there was, uh, it started with abandonment. Um, not sure where my, my parents were not sure where I was living, you know, different foster homes, um, you know, and then being abducted, I, uh, um, just started different behaviors. Um, and even to this day, I go back to therapy and they, you know, at one point, um, thought that it was a misdiagnose, uh, not ADHD. They thought it was post-traumatic stress and, um, So I think that when we're looking at, you know, uh, being diagnosed in grade two, it's just reevaluating that as we get older and making sure that we're intact and in check-in with any sort of assessments as we get older. Because if you don't check that anything out, um, then, you know, um, yeah, things, things start to happen if you don't take care of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, And this is, uh, this is something you've mentioned several things that for you have been lifelong and Lisa, you mentioned just a moment ago, the A blog. So Jessica, what is the A blog? Uh, Tell us what that's all about.
1: Yeah, so when I first uh, started sharing my story, I went onto WordPress, and I just thought I would put together, you know, a little glimpse of my story to the best of my abilities and keep it short, simple. Um, so yeah, it's the A blog, everything I've been through starts with the letter A, and I call it uh, abandoned, abducted, abused, addict, ADHD, and arrested four times. Um, so yeah, that just kind of simplifies, you know, what I've been through. And then obviously, would if you had five days, I'd tell you all about it in detail. But uh, so... <laughs> And then there's also the experience of, uh, you know, I always add the uh, surviving of suicide and then also uh, experiencing many, many levels of uh, homelessness.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, like you just said, this could be a quite a lengthy story, but um, is, is there one, one incident in all of this experience that was deeply, deeply transformational for you? If there is one that stands out, which one was that?
1: It would have to be between the being abducted um, and being arrested. I think with being abducted, it's still everything's giving as a trigger to me, which I always take a trigger as a blessing and trying to deal with that. Um, so even when people post like trigger warning, um, I I take triggers as as a strength and a forgiveness. But going to the being arrested, that is one that really, really uh is empowering for me because every time I got arrested, they would uh incarcerate me. So I had to do my time and my last uh incarceration was when I was 19. And you know, going in at 110 pounds, coming out at 130 and being super healthy, um you know, and trying to transform as you as you were to say, uh, it really, really awakened me each time, but not enough to, you know, um, you know, succeed at that time, or just to say goodbye to, you know, every single drug and not want to numb the pain. So I wasn't even, um, you know, I just have to give a I just have to give a thanks to the uh, the correctional system for for sending me away for the help that I needed. And
2: that's the big one is to, um, recognize when someone does need help. And that's an entire, I mean, we're not just talking about one person extending this is, you know, the whole correction services are support. And, and, um, when you, did you do things on purpose then to get like, were you starting to think, Hmm, I'm not doing so well. I, I need to have a roof over my head and a meal and then do something that perhaps would get you arrested to Put you back? Um
1: I would have to say that, you know, every time I got arrested, I was I was in uh on some sort of drug or intoxicated in some way. So um not on purpose, but you know, um I went to the same uh, you know, institute and I was also transferred to a different institute. Uh Uh, so my charges just to share, I, I stole the car, I assaulted a police officer, I escaped custody and, uh, I blew up, uh, a couple things. So with, uh, playing with fire, uh, just being on drugs, hanging out with the wrong people. Um, but again, I, I look at it as a blessing. Like I could have been dead. Um, I'm still here today. I'm alive, but, uh. You know, I just I I did I did really enjoy the the care of the workers that were there, you know, or even having our own cook, uh, you know, looking at a, a plate going, wow, I, I have veggies and you know, grilled chicken and asparagus, like haven't even heard of that stuff. So like I think just, you know, having those uh not on purpose, but just being blessed for that that point where I was being cared for. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's, really, um, that, that's really wonderful that you have been able to have that perspective. And, and speaking of a, a perspective shift that, um, that you mentioned a minute ago is that your triggers are forgiveness opportunities. Tell us about the process to go from triggers as well, conventional triggers to forgiveness opportunities.
1: Yeah, so I look at, um, I mean, there's many, many moments where where I'm triggered, but there's more specific ones than others. But, um, you know, I had a family member that sexually assaulted me. And, uh, you know, when he had passed away, for me, um, you know, I forgave him before he had passed away, but even when he passed, I, I really forgave him. But I, I almost did affirmations. I rolled down my window and it was almost like I was free. Not that I ever wanted him to die, but it was the thought that I would have to go to a family gathering and see him. And um, I think from that piece, you know, I have tattoos on my arms. One says forgiven, and the other one says strength. And I carry that with me every day. So if anybody's ever hurt me in any way or if I've hurt anybody else, and you know, I didn't even touch into the 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 bullying aspect and and individuals that I've bullied I I still to this day apologize to the people that I've done wrong to and uh you know stealing from my own family or you know harassing my grandmother um for money when I was doing drugs so I think you know yes it's all a trigger but grab your strength out of that in some way and for me it was you know I have to forgive myself to move forward and I also have to forgive other people
2: in that forgiveness piece um Because I I know that you do so much for the community now, but when we can, I would love for you to share just how much you do and what those roles are. Do you find that you yourself personally do serve, like do you serve to still gain forgiveness from yourself or is, is your serving others coming from a, a different place?
1: Yeah, so I would have to agree with kind of both because my empathy and my sympathy and my compassion to see people on the streets and, you know, I call it a broken system because uh, especially now with the pandemic and all the tent cities and all the people that are suffering from hunger, um, you know, my hashtag is making a difference is changing the world. And I do think that, you know, my purpose and my passion is to serve others. And apparently in science, we live longer if we serve the community. So I'm going to live till I'm 130. Um <laughs> So I think that uh, there's many aspects of of me giving back, and I always say where I can and when I can. So my self care comes first, and you know in my scheduling, if and if and when I can help out, um, then I'll be there. Um, I'm also just building other volunteers to kind of you know hop on the train with me, so that we can all be an umbrella.
0: Yeah. Well, and you've mentioned a couple of things about your self care, which you prioritize. Um, you mentioned not turning your phone on first thing in the morning and making sure that you journaled and carry your idea journal with you. What else does your self-care involve? Because we know that you're quite busy and you're working a lot.
1: Yeah, I, uh, so at work, I have a, a jug of four liters of a bottle and, uh, it's water and I fill it up and throughout the day, um, I make sure that I take and take that four liters. And if I, if I reach to three liters, then so be it. We're not perfect. Um, I always, always have chapstick on me because I know that, uh, you know, it, just with different weather temperatures, I, I just like to my chapstick, small little things like that. Also, uh, you know, I have a stepper, which is right in front of my bed. So it's not it's the first thing I kind of look at. And I'm not perfect when it comes to, you know, being super mindful what I put into my mouth. But uh, just recently, I've, um, I've got a sponsor for um meal kits, and they are all uh, vegan free, uh, b- uh, plant based. So there, there's still room for self care and reminders and, and building goals. But I think that definitely having movement once a day, hugging a tree, um, you know, hugging a tree because of, of just the energy it gives me. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever hugged a tree, but that's a part of my self care uh
0: yes definitely many trees mm-hmm.
1: yes uh tomas has to be careful because his trees
2: are more cactus like in arizona and he's got to watch them but right. like, virtual um you yeah. so i earlier you had said uh just about being the the term and the phrase came out to be cared for and now we're talking about self-care and i do believe myself you know that being cared for starts with ourselves and Being cared for was something that you didn't have you mentioned about being abandoned, you know, first, and then but you also well also, I was like oh wait a second her father was a DJ so wait a second I have to back up. Can you fill in some holes on that story for us. Um, And about the being cared for how you, I feel like you fell in love with it and that's why you want to help you want to care for so many others.
1: Yeah, so um, I was, my, my mom was a drinker, um, still is to this day, and I have my limits and boundaries set with her. But uh, so my, my sister and I were found under a bed. Uh, my dad had cheated on my mom, so uh, he had left. Uh, they divorced. Uh, with my mom being, you know, into um, partying a lot, um, she went out one night and uh, there was a party at her place. And we just, we crawled underneath the bed and we just stayed there. And the police came in and uh, found us. Uh, put us in foster care. Um, you know, we moved up to North Bay, Ontario, where my dad had remarried, um, you know, uh, a lady that was, uh, um, indigenous. And, uh, so that's where, where I grew up. And, uh, Honestly, where, where I lived with, with them, my dad was also an electrician during the week and he was in different cities and areas. Sometimes you wouldn't be home for two weeks. Um, and then, yeah, a DJ on the weekend. So he was rarely around. Um, but I had a lot of freedom, you know, as a seven-year-old uh, to go to a variety store. I was way out in the country and I was allowed to take my bike into the city, uh, you know, driving it on the highway or, you know, just a lot of freedom. I used to hop trains and, you know, um, just jump off cliffs into the water and like I was just so young but I had I I didn't have uh, family, you know, and when I started these behaviors, when I was uh, being, you know, abused in different ways in different places, even when I went to a foster care, the foster dad, uh, you know, sexually assaulted me. Um, if it wasn't like a neighbor or a babysitter, there was always something going on. So I was pretty much shut down as a human and I just wanted to be numbed. And I think that that goes into my addiction is once I did try the drugs, I'm like, I want more because this is, is the best feeling ever. And um, so, yeah, I don't think I was even when I was homeless you know I was breaking into my family places I was like I said I was harassing my grandmother for money um my supports melted so being cared for but also hitting rock bottom it's called tough love they all had to reject you know my phone calls and me like answering their door because I was just I was a giant mess right wow
2: and and they were that's a, that is a tough one and actually tough love versus what you're doing is so you're not thank goodness you're not in the position now where you have to offer tough love you're you can show up and support what are some of the things that you are doing in the community to offer the support and love and care for
1: Yeah, so on Saturdays, I volunteer at a food place where I go and pick up 15 bags of produce and I deliver that uh, to individuals in the community that are in need, especially even right now with musicians, you know, they're used to gigging. So I just drop the groceries off to different doorsteps that I know that uh, people need. And then uh, I go live on TikTok Monday to Friday for 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the evening just to do a quick chat check in um I I used to do a lot of like workshops with uh painting and uh junk journaling journaling uh just recently I've launched a six-week uh, journal workshop which is uh on my my page where you can find a, a zoom and it and also in each zoom there's going to be a different musician every week joining us um and then just promoting musicians and artists and and different resources on Instagram since March of 2020 and um uh I think that you know back then when I used to, uh, in, uh, have hugging events for 12 hours, you know, with the pandemic, I can't do things like that. So even if it's, you know, um, there's a elderly lady that, uh, I stop by once a week and I, I bring her a bag of groceries, but I also bring her a coffee and I'll sit with her for a half an hour social distance because, you know, uh, there's words that she said, like, where I don't want to be here anymore. Cause I'm too lonely. And I'm like, don't worry, I'm right here. And, and she, um, even to this day, even though we're five minutes away, she she, uh, she still writes me letters in the mail. So she's 87. And uh, that's that's those making that little bit of difference helps everybody, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah it does. I, I love the old fashioned letters. Th- that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I remember those, yes. Yeah. And yeah. Jessica, if people were to want to find out more about Tree of Stars or about the work that you do, how can these folks reach out to you?
1: Yeah anywhere on uh Facebook Tria Stars uh on Instagram Tria Stars on Tour on WordPress, it's Tria Stars, uh, and then YouTube, Tria Stars, you can see my past events, and plus I do public speaking. Uh, everything I do is for free, uh, and then I also, on Instagram, I pay the musicians uh, for their gigs if they play three songs and then uh, and do the interview, um, and then, yeah, I just, uh, with the groceries and, and stuff like that, uh, you can follow, follow Small Scale Farms. Um, yeah, I'm kind of all over the place there.
0: All right. Wonderful. And how can people access the A blog as well, if they're interested?
1: Yeah. So you can go to uh, tree of stars on WordPress. And uh, if you Google that, it will come right up on WordPress.
0: Okay. Beautiful. I love it. All right. And tree of stars and also on Instagram where the board you go live. That was fun, by the way. <laughs> yes,
1: Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us over there. That was fun.
0: Absolutely. It was. Yes.
2: And I just love that you do so much with food because there's so much, um, and I don't want to push food as a comfort food, but there it's a way of somebody, if, like what you had mentioned at the beginning, being mute for two years and then being able to express yourself. Sometimes offering food or somebody receiving food and or, or sharing that that coffee or that meal together, that is comfort, that is being cared for. And it's a way of just yeah, enjoying to get with somebody else something. So I, I just love that you do food. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I think the food that I'm, I'm connected with, it's also, uh, you know, uh, fresh produce and it's, um, even with the meal kits, um, it's plant-based. So, you know, it helps our mental health of not putting so much sugar and salt into our bodies. So, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it really does. Right. Sugar is, uh, well, it's not so great.
1: (laughs) We're all sweet enough.
2: Yeah. Oh, just on the, the mental health, um, where is it that you find you're supporting that? Where where do you still struggle with, the, with any mental health issues and what are you doing for your self-care on mental health and then extending that into the community?
1: Yeah, I think just me uh, staying real and raw, sharing my story. Um, I also do check-ins with my own therapist and my own doctor just to make sure that, you know, um, taking, so I do take sleeping medication. Um, so just making sure that I'm feeling okay with the medication, um, being mindful, even just turning my phone off. I, I feel like just with the pandemic, I've spent a lot of time on my phone, but it's a, it's a great piece of connection. But one thing that I do do is when I do visit people, um, if it's social distancing or, or whatnot, I make sure that my phone is out of out of my face so that I can actually give those people my full attention. Um, You know, with delivering food on Saturdays, it's only supposed to take me three hours, but it takes me seven hours because of all the connection and chatting, right? So I love that.
2: Oh, and I have to highlight this. Cause it's one of my favorite things is that I know one of the thing that you have that's super, super duper self-love and care and nurturing. You have puppy dogs and that you get to spend time with animals. And sometimes when we're struggling and we're not feeling cared for by caring for an animal or allowing them to, um, just uplift us, that's really helpful. You, is that one of your go tos?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I've been super, super honored to have the partner that I do have. And, uh, she has a puppy and it's now our puppy. I've, uh, I've gained the rights, but, uh, I, I brought him kayaking, swimming, um, and he's a year old tomorrow. So, uh, he's, he's like, uh, he's just a bundle of joy and, uh, yeah, definitely pet therapy is, is one of my self-care uh, practices. Yes. Well, happy birthday to him for tomorrow.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: uh, yeah. And, and, you know, it's so fun that you've mentioned so many different ways that we can connect. And what strikes me, a common thread about all of them is they're, they're really very easy and simple to do, but they make such a tremendous difference in people's lives. And really, there's a lot there.
1: Yeah. And I think we can all make a list of self-care remedies, but it's also, I think sometimes it's too overwhelming. So not to, Mm -hmm. to say you have to do this, 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 one of the things that I've done is making up a self-care calendar to say, okay, you know what, even if I'm journaling for five minutes and then I'm reading for 10 minutes, it's not like I have to read for three hours a day. I just think like little bits of little things that, uh, you know, that help. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, there's always so much that, that helps. And, and Jessica, as we wind down here, I've learned a great deal. And I know the listeners have learned a great deal about all of these seemingly small things and the tremendous impact they can make in all of our lives. What would you like to leave our listeners with today?
1: Be kind to yourself, uh, you know, self compassion. Um, feel what you feel Uh, you know a lot of people say it's okay not to be okay and I agree with that but it's also the fact that you know um, when we're feeling down and we're feeling down for a long time is is reach out uh, because there are resources out there and if somebody needs those resources uh, globally just give me a shout send me a dm I'm here for you there uh, and people also do say that there's light at the end of the tunnel there is I'm right here
0: I love this. And this is tree of stars on Instagram um, to reach Jessica and uh, including sending a DM. If you need help, reach out most definitely because it is available to you. Wonderful. Jessica, this has been so much fun. And thank you so much for joining us as our guest here today.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's been such an honor and such a pleasure. I know everybody's valuable time. So even to the listeners, thank you and and to Lisa uh, for for agreeing to do this. And, uh, you know, as myself, I reached out to you guys. So it just proves that reaching out does work.
0: It does work. We're grateful that you reached out to us. And we're happy to have this show today as well. So it's very, very fun. And reaching out most definitely does work.
1: Absolutely. Thank you again.
0: Thank you so much. This has been Decide to Transform with my co-host, Lisa Berry. And this has been Jessica Compton. Again, tree of stars on Instagram, tree of stars on tour. Reach out to Jessica. And thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in here today. This has been fun. We'll see you next time.